Sometimes we forget how easy it is to save energy at home. So Georgia Power is here with a little reminder. Because it's often as simple as a twist to switch to LED bulbs. Or as easy as a lift to move furniture away from air vents. It could be the flip of a switch to turn off the lights in an empty room. One way or another, these small changes can make a big difference, helping you save energy for the bigger things in life. Visit georgiapower.com slash energy efficiency for tips and programs to help save energy and money. This is Life Admin Life Hacks, a podcast that gives you techniques, tips, and tools to tackle your life admin more efficiently, to save your time, your money, and improve your household harmony. I'm Dinah Rowe Roberts, an operations manager who can easily rationalise outsourcing decisions at work and sometimes still struggle on the home front. I'm Mia Northrop, a researcher and writer, and I've found that outsourcing is essential but still controversial. This app will help you decide what you should outsource and how to do it so it actually saves you time and money and gives you more peace of mind. Hello and welcome to Life Admin Life Hacks. When we first started investigating how to optimise life admin, one of the things that became immediately apparent to both of us was how much life admin there is to do and how it can be overwhelming when it falls on one person or frustrating when the load's not equally shared. And in the survey we issued to our listeners, we found that a lot of respondents are already outsourcing tasks. People were freeing themselves from things that they disliked, that they resented, that they procrastinated about, they felt they couldn't do effectively or efficiently, things they fought with their partner about, or things that just stole time from higher priority activities. And I guess the whole idea of outsourcing is about making more time for the things that you like to do. Yeah, so I think that, I mean, it's similar to when you make decisions to outsource in the sort of business front, you really need to think about some of those same things. You know, do you have the skills to do it yourself? And I think, you know, we inherently outsource some things without thinking about it like, tax returns Mm. but sometimes don't apply some of the same thinking to other things Mm. but at work I think about whether we have the skills to do it I also often think about what the risks are if we don't have the skills to do it ourselves if you get it wrong if you get it wrong or make a mistake yeah but inherently we're usually thinking about how we free up our internal resources to do more important things because most things you can probably do yourself yeah but there's some sort of opportunity cost so really trying to think through that as well as whether, you know, it's cost effective to outsource it because some things are much more effective to outsource than others. But we also think about whether you gain access to resources or some sort of tool that you can't afford to buy yourself an outsourcer might have. So I think all of those things we can apply to our life admin on the home front. Mm. And I think what makes it difficult to apply on the home front is questioning how you value your own time. And a lot of people don't really value their time or aren't sort of mindful in a way that they consider, is this the best use of my time right now? What would I really rather be doing or what is the opportunity cost? What am I sacrificing by having to spend hours doing X, Y, or Z? Yeah, so I did a bit of research about that, Mayor, and actually mm. found probably the best resource was by James Clear, who's an author who talks about habits and self-improvement. And in his web article, he talks about the fact that at some level, we all have an internal gauge for how much our time is worth. Like, Mm. you know, if someone offered to pay you seven cents to do an hour of work, then you would immediately know to say no. And if they offered you $7,000, you would immediately know to Mm. say yes. Mm -hmm. But 
it's only when you sort of start to, you know, on those extreme ends of the spectrum, it's easy to know. But when you move towards the middle of this time value spectrum, it becomes a lot less clear if a particular task is worth your time or not. And I think a lot of life admin tasks fall into that category. Yeah. So there's that time aspect and you can kind of quantify, all right, well, this is going to take me three hours and I might be better off using my time elsewhere. The other element that plays into household tasks is peace of mind, where you can relax knowing a task is taken care of. And then also the household harmony factor, because I guess in my intro, when I was talking about outsourcing sometimes being controversial, that can play out because you feel guilty compared to what you do compared to the load that other people take on. For example, you know, you might have some friends who think having a cleaner come once a week is a total indulgence. How do you possibly not have time to clean your own house? And other friends or family members where, of course, you've got a cleaner. Everyone works full time. Why would you spend a minute cleaning your house when you could be doing something else? So it can be controversial in that sense, but it can also be controversial between you and your partner or your housemates where you might think, you know, I don't want to clean the house. And your partner thinks, well, we have the time. We've got all weekend. Why wouldn't we do it ourselves? And that can cause a lot of friction. It does. And I think a lot of it also comes just from, you know, often the way you grew up and what mm. your family's approach to some of these decisions were because if you grew up in a household where you already had a cleaner, yeah. then it feels a lot less, nor you know, really normal for you to do it. But if in your growing up you didn't have it, sometimes it's hard to have that mind shift that, yeah. you know, times are different now and, and uh, you're working and your obligations are, are different. And That's you might also just value things differently and so mm. just recognising that and accepting it think sometimes can be quite challenging yeah it is one of these tasks where we start talking about all right well, we can get really practical and talk about outsourcing life admin but we both discussed a lot sort of the mindset and the attitude that you need to look at this with because when it comes to money it can be really triggering for people they can get really irrational about where to spend their money and the kinds of decisions you make can be quite flawed because you're, you are thinking about it from an irrational point of view or you're not taking all of the, the actual costs, monetary and emotionally or, you know, harmony, relationshipy stuff into consideration. Yeah, and I think actually when I looked at James Clear's article about that, he did say that he hasn't actually built some of these sort of happiness kind of variables into his mm. equation. But he did talk about whether you should rank tasks from 1 to 10 based on how fulfilling it was for you mm. um, and that that could help you decide on tasks that are, you know, really close in the expected value or, you know, where whether the gut feel doesn't work for you, whether you think it's worth outsourcing. So I definitely think there's something in that. Definitely. Laura Vanderkam writes about time management and she focuses on identifying and honoring your values and your priorities and what's truly important to you, whether the money or the time or the harmony is of most importance can help you make that decision. And you also have to let go of some of the guilt associated with outsourcing and that comparison trap of comparing either you against what you used to be able to do because things change over time, your circumstances change over time, and comparing yourself against others or what your parents might expect or what 
you know, people in your milieu might expect. It, comparing leads you down a very tricky path. You have to decide what's right for you and your household. Yeah, and I think you have to take your own budget into account because oh, yeah. for some people, you know, these are really easy decisions because they can afford it. But oftentimes you are having to make trade-offs. But yes. I think um, you raised a good point when we were talking about this that, you know, $80 a fortnight to clean the house or someone helping with it, ironing might save your marriage, which is clearly cheaper than marriage counselling. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah, it might be worth having that conversation. Definitely. Okay, so we're going to talk about what you might outsource because that has also exploded over the last, you know, I guess in our lifetime. I think maybe in my parents' era, some people, actually no one I ever knew growing up had a cleaner. That was probably the only thing that people would outsource. Maybe a gardener? Yeah. I mean, I definitely think it's so much easier to outsource because of websites like Airtasker and things like that. Mm. So you can, you know, really what you can outsource is probably really up to your own imagination of how you, and the effort, I guess, it takes to yeah. outsource. Yeah. We found that people regularly outsource cleaning, handy people to come over and do ad hoc fixing up gardening and lawn work things like getting their gutters cleaned or pruning running errands getting meal prep and grocery delivery so i don't know you can think of marley spoon and hello fresh and all of those services as outsourcing that meal prep and grocery process and uber eats delivery outsourcing, <laughs> outsourcing takeaway. Uh, people are probably very comfortable outsourcing babysitting and getting nannies used people use dog walkers they'll get declutterers to come in they might outsource their laundry and dry cleaning. Plenty of people will outsource getting their shirts done if they've got business shirts or uniforms that have to be cleaned regularly. I did bump into a car washing service, a mobile car washing service that will come to you. And there's car parks, obviously, where you can drop your car, your car off. Yeah. But there are also car parks where they'll come to your car in its spot and clean it. There's also dog washing services that will yes. come to your house as well. I've used those in the past. so Yeah. And I do have heard of some people outsourcing school transportation. So where there's not a school bus or an easy way for you to get to school, people have organised an Uber. And it's worked out that it's cheaper for their kids to get an Uber together and share with some other families than to pay for school buses or get there in other means. Although I think Uber no longer will take you if you're under 16. So oh, be really? mindful of that one. Yeah, I'm not surprised that that's <laughs> changed. So what do you do? What, what do you outsource at the moment, Diana? So we have a cleaner and we've also outsourced not the week to week gardening, but the kind of once a quarter or once every, you know, twice a year kind mm. of major garden pruning. And we made that decision because we didn't really have the right tools to be able to prune the trees and it was a bit dangerous. My husband mm. was up on a shaky ladder and really made that decision. And actually, we've increasingly started to use a handyman for some of the small repair jobs around the home, although my husband is very capable of doing them. Mm. just never seemed to get around to them. And so that was really a household harmony winner for us, mm. is that, you know, I found it so frustrating looking at the pictures lying in the wall that I'd spent so much time getting framed. Mm -hmm. So getting someone to actually come and hang them and get that job completed, big mm. winner. What about you? We have a cleaner that comes once a week and that's changed over time. So I think we've had them come weekly. We've had them come fortnightly. At one stage, we had someone who you needed to provide all the equipment, like all the cloth and the cleaning supplies. But I realized 
and then I was then spending time making sure that I had everything washed and was constantly shopping to topping up supplies and I thought this is counterproductive because I'm actually trying to disentangle myself from this entire task so we swapped to one of those franchise businesses where they just bring all their own stuff we have occasionally had a gardener come and a guest do that massive tidy up where things are just got out of control and everything needs to be pruned or we've needed a tree to be treated with something and it's one of those situations where you're walking past it into the house every day and you're looking at it thinking this is killing me we haven't got to it months have gone by when are we getting around to it and we start bickering and fighting and it's like let's just get someone in and literally two days later someone came in and dealt with it and we didn't have to think about it or worry about it anymore yeah, we've also paid someone to clean our windows, which has been a thing since we've had a double-story house because you just can't oh, get right. up. You know, again, it's a safety thing. Mm. And so just getting someone in once a year to clean all the windows. And I used to only get them to do the outside. And then more recently I paid a bit extra and got them to do the inside as well and realised, wow, for the additional <laughs> extra cost, it's a lot of time saved that I can you know, better spend on my weekend spending time with my kids. So yeah. I'm definitely going to keep that one going. So we talked about, we'll we get into some of the sources of where you can find people, but I think part of the how when it comes to outsourcing is to determine what is actually worth outsourcing. Yeah, so I think that we have come up with a like a 10-step process that you might want to go through if you're trying to decide whether you should outsource something. So I think the first one is to really think about do you actually need to do the task? Because I think sometimes we've got things on our to-do list or in our head that actually in reality we just don't actually need to do them. And I think that's becoming a little bit of a trend. There's books around at the moment like Drop the Ball which really talk about starting to think about do you really need to do kind of this stuff And I think that's an important one where you have to have a discussion across your family because although it might not be important to one person, it might be important to someone else. So coming up with some sort of compromise about whether this is something important enough for our family to keep doing. Mm. And then it's worth considering how long it'll actually take all, you know, from from start to end, from planning and conceiving and executing it. How long does it actually take to do the task and how frequently does it need to be done? Is it one of those things that really should happen on a weekly basis or you can do it once a quarter or once a year and that might help decide whether you can free up some time or whether you're just not going to be able to get to it and do it to the degree that you want it to be done. And I think then the next step is, again, one where you can have, you know, differences of opinion amongst family members around, you know, what's the minimum acceptable standard of that job? And, you know, particularly when we're talking about um, fixing things around the house, often, you know, we can give Mm. it a go, but if we don't have the right skills, you know, to replace a tile in the bathroom that's come off, do we really want to be doing that? And how aesthetically pleasing will it be? And will that actually just bug you? Yeah. And I think thinking about that standard helps you decide whether it is something you can try and do yourself or whether you really should outsource it. Yeah. And then there's whether you actually enjoy doing it. If there's someone in the house that actually doesn't mind doing, you know, all the ironing because they get into some Zen state while they're doing it, then great. Maybe it is just a matter of finding the time and looking at the schedule to make it happen. But if there's no one in the house who actually wants to do it, if you cry at the idea of having to get up onto the gutters and clean them or spend entire weekend pruning apple trees, then think about giving that task to somebody else. Yeah, and then you might actually decide to outsource something else to free their time up to actually do the thing they enjoy more doing. That's right. Yeah, And I guess when we're talking about outsourcing, it's not necessarily 
required to pay someone, you might decide that your kids could do it. You might have lovely parents who would happily come over and clean your gutters before the rains of September. Yeah, and I do think it's something to think about, particularly as your kids get older. If you've been paying for someone to mow the lawn, well, maybe once they're of the age, you can actually stop outsourcing that and asking them to do it and use that money you've freed up to do other things. Yeah. So obviously you need to look into the cost of what it is to outsource, what the market is asking for. Is there a difference in the rates between what you're seeing on a website like Airtasker where there's freelancers or what an agency might charge and whether you can actually afford it. And then I think the next step is the really tricky one that Maya and I have already talked about a bit about what is the opportunity cost of doing this yourself? So what are you foregoing if you decide to mow the lawn every couple of weeks with that time? Is that time that you would otherwise spend with your kids? Is it time that you might be able to use to be doing exercise or actually to and on other tasks like uh, meal planning and shopping so that you don't have to buy as much takeaway. You know, what's the peace of mind that having this task done, the happiness, uh, the household harmony, all of those things are quite hard to value, but are really important to think about as you're sort of weighing up the decision of whether to outsource. I think that's the, the crux of it really when it comes to some of these decisions is it might not cost very much financially, but it might be costing a lot in terms of household harmony. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Another thing to consider is how easily it can be to outsource it. So some things, when you outsource it and you get someone else to do it, there might have to be a lengthy briefing process. There might need to be some kind of supervision and check-in and you realise at the end of it, it would have actually been quicker to do it yourself. So you need to understand whether managing the process is actually going to be efficient and streamlined and then therefore it will be actually worthwhile to get someone else to do it. Yeah, and I think like, you know, sometimes if you think about it, you need to take time off work for the outsourcer to come, that in fact it might not be worth <laughs> getting them to do it if it becomes like logistically complicated. Yeah. That's definitely something to think about. And I think that finally probably what you need to do is if you do decide that you're going to try and do it yourself, particularly if it's a little bit of a contentious one where you and your partner might not necessarily agree at the outset, then it's a really good idea to actually schedule it in. So say, when are we actually going to do it? Let's put it in our calendar, set some sort of deadline by when it's going to be done and agree that if it's not done, then then you will outsource it. Yeah. Okay. So where are you going to find these wonderful angels that are going to come and do these tasks for you? So there are quite a few task request websites. We've mentioned Airtasker. This is a place where individuals and freelancers can offer their services. They will do things like they'll go to the post office for you. They will do bulk dinner meal prep for the month. They will walk the dog. They'll mount your TV to the wall or baby proof your house. They'll make binders of your kids' artwork. I was reading through this and I'm like, digital photos, here we come. I know. I have been thinking about some of that for digital photos. Yeah. So there's there's also Fiverr, which is similar. They have lots of different categories. But they have people who help you with genealogy research or travel research, coming up with a meal plan for yourself. And then there's one flare. And that's a business focus. So most of the, all of the businesses on there are registered and they have sort of verified badges and you can get up to three free quotes, mostly trades. 
That's the task request websites. And then there's agencies or franchise businesses. So if you Google cleaners or mowing, or you'll get lots of results relating to those. Yeah, like gyms mowing, they have gyms cleaning, gyms everything now. Gyms group. I guess if you want people with licenses or registration or some kind of certification or insurance, that'd be the way to go. And then there's good old word of mouth recommendations, just asking friends and family about who they use, who they trust. We have actually prepared a handy template that you can use to populate with recommendations so that you can have all of your trades and professionals or health professionals, whoever you want on there. So head to the show notes to download that template. It's a Google doc. So you can just save it to your Google drive. If you're using that for your cloud storage or easily copy and paste it into something else. And we've also put some content for an email message that you might want to use to send to friends and family so that you could gather these recommendations of people that they trust. Yeah. Two other things to think about when you're outsourcing is sometimes you might have a task or a handful of tasks and think it's not actually worth giving to someone because it's so piecemeal. Sometimes you can batch the work. So perhaps wait till you have a day's worth of job for a handy person or a garden person rather than asking them to do something itsy bitsy. If you think what they're going to charge for an hour just doesn't add up. It might be sort of that economies of scale that if you've got six hours work for them, it actually makes more sense. So Diana, when have you chosen to outsource? Has there been, like, how do you decide what's going to be a regular thing or an ad hoc thing? When is the, when of these outsource decisions have to be made? Yeah, so I think that the current cleaner we have got was when we actually moved house because we moved from a smaller house to a bit bigger house and the job became a bit unmanageable. And I guess at the same time, that's when I started to think about some of the other things like the the gardener and, and the window cleaning. It's also coincided, I think, when I've increased my hours at work because previously I used to work part-time and mm. then working full-time again at the moment. And so I think making really good decisions about what that means to your weekends when you start to work full-time and making sure that I have enough time for our family. So yeah. those have been times. And what about you, Mia? Yes, I guess I sort of think of them in different categories. There's emergencies when you're like, all right, this needs to be dealt with right now and we don't have time to deal with it and we just need someone to come in and fix it. It's usually like a tradesperson situation. Or actually, I guess then we have ad hoc or one-off instances where we have had people come and clean the windows because we were going to get our house photographed because we were going to sell it and the windows were filthy and we knew that we wouldn't have time and perhaps wouldn't actually do a good enough job. Yep. So we just got someone to come in. So there's emergencies, ad hoc or one-off, and then there's regular services. And I think for us, those regular services, we start talking about them when our circumstances change, when there's been yeah change of work schedule or babies or illness or some kind of hectic work period. Outsourcing doesn't have to be forever. Just because you have a cleaner coming once a week now doesn't mean it has to happen all year. It might be just for this certain period and then you can scale it up, scale it down. Yeah, I think for regular surfaces, it's been about looking at the schedule and working out when it would be most convenient for them to come and do those tasks and the frequency. So I hope some of this episode has given you some ideas about how to think differently about outsourcing. So Mia, do you have a life admin high this week? I do. I have uh, resubscribed to a bunch of email newsletters in the lead up to Christmas. So earlier in the year, I had like my little unsubscribe festival because my 
inbox was out of control. But as Christmas is approaching, I want to be across all of the sales at the toy stores and Target and Kmart and Big W and so on and other gift stores. So I've resubscribed, but I've embraced filters on my email so that all of these emails are automatically moved into a little folder. They're out of my inbox. When I've got time, I can quickly scan and, and dip in there purposely rather than feel overwhelmed and be wading through the clutter in my email. So that's good. I feel kind of excited about getting into Christmas and um, shopping. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Diane? Well, I've actually just embraced the digital wallet on my phone. Mm. So I previously was quite hesitant about it. I don't know why, probably just a bit of a change thing. But I've added the my credit card details for the Apple Pay, which means that when I go walking, which is something I do a lot because I walk our dog, I don't have to take a credit card if I want to buy a coffee. It means I can just have my phone and listening to podcasts. And also, I think a few of the ticketing websites have now really improved that functionality. So it means you can share the tickets to other people's phones rather than having to print them out. So yeah, one less piece of paper and it's made things much quicker and more efficient. Brilliant. And I have a life. I've been low this episode. About three months ago, I went to Ikea and bought some furniture and I'm yet to assemble it. It is in the spare room, in boxes. The whole room is just, I just closed the door actually and when I walk past, I don't look in there. I don't have the time or the patience. I know this bit of furniture is complicated. It has lots of parts. I'm not sure that I have the right tools. And I just, I, this is something that I actually do need to outsource. I need to go onto Airtasker and create the task. And I know there are people on there that will come and do this. They'll come to my place and just assemble this furniture and I just have to stop procrastinating and do it. You know, when I lived in Dubai, that you could actually pay a really small amount of money at the time you bought the furniture and the guys would come deliver it and assemble it and take away the boxes. Yeah. Oh, it was amazing. Because I can't do that. I do that, do I? Don't I don't think so. No. Oh, I'm sure there's a whole secondary industry supporting IKEA. I'll go yeah. and tap into it. But I just, I need to do it. Especially, yeah, leading up to Christmas when we have people coming to visit, I need to get this furniture done and this room set up. So, yeah. So consider these outsourcing life hacks to give yourself more time, peace of mind and household harmony. Identify what tasks are not getting done or are causing disharmony and stress. If there's friction about how to achieve a task, work through the 10 questions we outlined in this episode. You need to determine whether outsourcing is the way to go. And use task request websites, agencies, and get word of mouth recommendations to find those angels who will take these tasks off your hands. If you'd like to join us on our Life Admin journey, please head to our Facebook page, Life Admin Life Hacks, to follow us and share your thoughts on what we're doing. And feel free to post any comments or certainly post suggestions that we might be able to use. We hope to see you there. Thanks for listening. Show notes for this episode are available at lifeadminlifehacks.com. If you're a fan, please subscribe and share the love and tell a friend or review us in your podcasting app. Algunos escuchamos música tropical. El Lexus toca música tropical. Otros preferimos música rock. No, hey, Lexus toca rock latino. Pero cuando te atreves a cambiar de ritmo. El Lexus toca música tropical. Rock latino. Oye, esto está bueno. Va siempre un paso adelante. El completamente nuevo y rediseñado Lexus RX. Vive lo extraordinario en tu concesionario Lexus. Dramatización con fines de entretenimiento.